Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we have a little series underway, as you know, on this show called COVID in Canada. And we are privileged to speak with um, medical experts across the country and get their perception and their view and their experience with what's going on. Dr. Lenora Saxinger from the University of Alberta is an associate professor in the Division of Infectious Diseases. And she joins us on The Roy Green Show. Dr. Saxinger, thank you very much for, for joining us. What's going on in Alberta now, right now, today, with COVID? Oh, boy. You heard the heavy sigh there. I think um, it has it been clear that our case numbers have been very, very high. I think on the medical side, it almost feels like we've been waiting for the other shoe to drop because the hospitalization and IC rates weren't going as badly as you'd expect given the case numbers. Not that those numbers of people infected and feeling unwell is okay, but, you know, when we look at the hospital side, um, it seemed like it wasn't evolving quite as quickly as it was with Wave 2. Now I really think that we're starting to see that acceleration of people coming in much more ill. We definitely are seeing higher numbers of people coming into hospital and requiring transfer. Actually, this is a bit different seems like there's more people who are, you know, requiring more oxygen support in smaller hospitals across the province that are requiring transport into larger centers, which is always a bit of a dicey thing, and you don't want to time that wrong. So I, I kind of feel like everyone's been on tenterhooks, but now now it looks like it's kind of getting a bit worse on the healthcare side. Mm-hmm. I know something that's been disturbing you, or you've tweeted on it, and that is communication about covid um, communication that's taking place, I suppose, more informally than formally, if we look at social media. Would you speak to that, please? Well, I guess my my concern really is that lots of people that I know um, and people who are close to me actually have been exposed to information that I consider to be a really, really bad quality um, and like to the point that it's dangerous. And it's almost like people can end up in this environment where they only see information that paints a particular picture. Um, and they're very susceptible, I think, to kind of underappreciating um, the seriousness of things. Um, and really, there's also some loss of trust that can happen as a result of that. And so it's almost like silos of misinformation have arisen. And, and it's actively a public health crisis in a way. Yeah, you're in Alberta, I'm in Ontario, we have listeners across the country, we broadcast uh, on radio stations in five provinces from Ontario through to British Columbia. There is a consistent message, and I'm hearing it all the time, from the uh, those who are vaccine hesitant, who believe that I made a terrible mistake three weeks ago, plus two days, um, when I was vaccinated, I think I did exactly the right thing, and I'm so glad that I did. But what is your view, and what do you say to people who are vaccine-hesitant or concerned about vaccines? Well, you know, I I actually think it's quite reasonable to be hesitant. Um, I think that, you know, people, if they just kind of look at the scenario, say, 
we develop these vaccines, how quickly and and how much should I trust them? I, I think where things start to come off is in that hesitancy, whether you're willing to accept good quality information. Um, and, and that's where I think things get a little bit dicey because there is very good quality information explaining why the vaccines were able to be developed so quickly. And in, in all honesty, these have now been as well studied and as well tested as any other vaccine we give and actually more than most medical therapies that we offer. So if you're willing to take medications or go to hospital and think that the evidence base there is good, the evidence base for these is at least as good as that. Um, so I just kind of feel like people are getting a bit entrenched um, in and almost tribal about this kind of particular vaccine issue. So I have no problem with people being hesitant and seeking information. I guess uh, I get concerned when people aren't willing to receive information. Um, and, and that's a difficult thing. I mean, that's a really difficult thing to tackle, honestly. Mm -hmm. When you talk to patients and you talk about receiving information and trying to process information, one of the complaints that I hear consistently is that we're getting too many mixed messages that the Public Health Agency of Canada really has been on the back foot since the very beginning of this uh, COVID crisis and then the pandemic. And, and people are very concerned about that. Do you share that concern? Do you have any criticism of the way that uh, PHAC has been handling this situation? Or do you think they're doing it properly? Well, you know, I, I think that there's different agencies with kind of different pros and cons. And, um, you know, Health Canada regulates the vaccines. Um, Public Health Agency tries to at least create some kind of core standards and, and direction for all the public health operational units in all the provinces across the country. And they try to bring together some data. Um, and then you have NASI who advises from their perspective on vaccines. And, and it sometimes can get somewhat uncoordinated. And it can also seem somewhat non-cohesive. And especially when you look at people who are in different provinces saying, why is our province doing this and that province is doing that? And um, it, it, it is like kind of bewildering sometimes. Um, unless you kind of have some background and understanding the, the places all these different pieces of information are coming from. So... It, it is pretty frustrating, and I think that the the communications piece particularly has been probably fraught with uh, difficulty, particularly around some of the vaccines, like the AstraZeneca vaccine messaging between the media and between regulatory agencies. Um, and NASI has, has really gotten, I think, muddled enough that a lot of people have developed just this general sense of unease about that particular product. And I think the communications there really were difficult um, to negotiate. I think it's clarified now, but it's hard to undo a bad first impression, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, so exactly. It, it becomes hard to figure out how to deal with that. Yeah, very much so. We have less than a minute. How are you and your colleagues holding up? Uh, people are are stressed. There's a lot of stress. A lot of people are feeling very burnt out going into this wave. And I know that my colleagues in Ontario even more so. And it's just this feeling of dread. Um, so I'm hoping that everyone stay safe um, because it is it is a difficult, difficult time again. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 